I'm Clifton Warren, and welcome to the Top Producer Podcast Series. This podcast is for financial service professionals and executives. Whether you are self-employed running your own firm or employed working for a big firm or a small firm, there'll be information here for you. My goal is to provide tips, techniques, and ideas on everything from prospecting to client servicing. I want to help you get from here to there faster by being able to attract better clients, develop and retain and upgrade existing client relationships, achieve faster and superior organic growth year in and year out. So welcome to episode one. You are in the marketing business and this comes as a surprise to a lot of people. But guess what? Regardless of your expertise, whether you're in advisory, insurance, actuarial, accounting, you are in the marketing business. Your technical expertise is simply not enough today. The market has changed. And you know, in building a top business, building a great business in financial services is not complicated. But at the same time, I'm not going to pretend that it's all so easy. Otherwise, I would not be here. I'd be out of business myself. But we live in a new environment, one that's very complicated and highly regulated. I mean, the regulations are changing daily as we speak. And it's easy to think and fall into the technical trap. It's easy to fall into the service trap. But guess what? Um, There are people thriving in this new environment. And they follow, many of my clients follow, what I call Clifton's 95-5 rule. And it goes something like this. 95% of your success in the future, in this industry, and in your profession, is going to come from your people skills, relationship skills, and only 5% is going to count for your technical knowledge. 95-5 rule. And why is that? That is because the once upon a time, we had to be relied on our technical knowledge, your technical expertise. And if we go back pre-internet um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, over when the internet was just developing, you go down to a local travel agent to book your travel. The travel agent had all the knowledge. They had the rate books and they had the direct link to the airlines. And they used to negotiate the rates. Now today, those rates are available uh, on the internet. Uh, you can book direct with airlines. The same has happened a lot with financial services. I don't mean the rates and information is made available directly to your clients or to the consumers, but certainly tech, the technical parts and expertise has been packaged up onto platforms. You know, to place business now, for brokers to place business with insurance carriers is so much easier to do it on the platforms. They don't have to um, get out a pencil and paper and calculate the rates. When I first started in this industry, in the insurance industry, I learned how to uh, rate um, policies and, and deals with the pencil and paper on the back of an envelope. Those days are long gone, and thank goodness, too. Um, so it's a new environment. And knowing how to sell your expertise now is essential. But when I speak about marketing, it's important. Marketing is not social media or Facebook, LinkedIn posts, or Google AdWords. That's not marketing, or neither sitting back waiting for the phone to ring. What marketing is for financial services professionals is a contact sport. 
this is a relationship business. It is a contact sport. And it's proactively reaching out. It's proactively being aware of who your ideal clients are and building relationships with them. I have seen professionals with average technical skills, average knowledge, build and maintain strong businesses. And I've seen others struggling today with highly technical knowledge, but they can't market and sell themselves and thus they end up being out of business. Now, fortunately, unfortunately, marketing and selling is not taught the way it used to be many years ago. Um, you know, today we're a highly technical environment and because of this new environment with new regulations, everyone has to be certified and have a secret decoder ring and a secret handshake and a certificate to be able to operate. And, you know, marketing and selling is a noble skill and that's what it's going to help you build a thriving firm. Think about this. All big companies were once small. Apple started off in Steve Jobs' garage. Uh, Microsoft started off in Albuquerque, New Mexico in a small office. And even the world's largest insurance broker today, Marshall McLennan, started in 1899 by Henry Marsh and Donald McLennan, McLennan providing risk services. As a matter of fact, their first sales to Bethlehem Steel. So all this has created what I call a marketing and sales void. Because marketing's not taught and selling is not taught like the way it used to be, that knowledge shared down like the craftsmen would pass down their trades. Marketing and selling has created a void. And that's the primary cause for individuals not really making it successful in this business. I have seen some brilliant people, technically, who want to make the transition and to the, the marketing side, could be a broker, advisor, county executive, um, but they never really acquired the marketing sales ability and never reached their full potential. And I've seen businesses and still seen businesses sold today for less than what they should be because the executives, the owners, could not figure out how to sell enough of their services to generate a healthy profit and so forth. And so they've sold to someone else. Uh, sometimes they'll use the word there was better synergy, but the fact is they couldn't market and sell their services. You know, it's important to realize and understand that the reason why your business exists, the reason why you exist in your firm quite often is to market and sell. That is to acquire, retain, develop clients and making that a top priority. Now, the other things you do, customer service, um, handling claims, uh, satisfying client needs are important, but they are a subset to the main game of marketing and selling. Now, top professionals, the best today in this business still, and the best in, in the business in the past, were made, not born. The greatest salesman ever in financial services, in my view, was Ben Feldman, who sold more businesses than individual than a lot of insurance companies combined. He was made, not born. He started off as a uh, egg salesman, uh, you know, of all things. But the good news is everything you need to know to build a thriving, successful business is learnable. It's not rocket science. It is all learnable. And when you learn this stuff, 
and reach the top of your game, whether you're employed or self-employed or an executive, when you reach the top of your game in this industry, you have a great career, a great lifestyle, and the autonomy and excitement that's in the of many other industries. So let's get down to marketing. There are three stages to marketing. Stage one, building a foundation. Stage two, the expansion of your business. And three, stage three, attracting. So I'll cover these a little bit more detail now. Stage one, the foundation. This is when you're just starting your business or you are transferring into new portfolio or you're changing your niche market or market segments. The first one or two years, you want to focus on acquiring clients, just acquiring clients to build that momentum. The key here is you want to spend 70% of your time marketing. Stage two is the expansion phase. This is where you balance client servicing and new business. You know, you've, you've been successful building your foundation. You acquired some clients. They need to be serviced. You also, you also need to continue to attract business. You also want to upgrade your relationships. Start working with better clients. So in stage two, the expansion phase, you want to spend about 50% of your time on marketing. Stage three it's the attraction phase. You've been around for five years plus. You have built your foundation. Uh, you've balanced client servicing now. Now you're after bigger fish, bigger whales, hunting whales. You want to attract larger clients. Therefore, you want to spend about 25% of your time on marketing. Now here's something interesting. Whether you're at stage three of attracting bigger clients, stage two of expanding, spending 50% of your time on marketing, or at stage one, just building your foundation, zero marketing is not an option. This is a marketing and sales business. Welcome to it. But I guarantee you, if you put the time and effort to learn, it is well worth it. I'm Clifton Warren. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to, to have, uh, providing more episodes for you of the top Hi, I'm Clifton Warren, and welcome to the Top Producer Podcast Series. Today, we're talking about full-time clients. What is a full-time client? It is someone to where you have 100% wallet share. You are their number one advisor. They're not buying from anyone else. Particularly, you want to focus on your top 20% of your clients that generate 80% of your revenue. You want to make sure they are 100% full-time. Having full-time clients is an important asset and essential for your business. Number one, it maximizes the long-term value because you see these full-time clients, particularly your top 20%, that's your guaranteed revenue, that's your guaranteed income. Secondly, when you're working and leveraging these relationships, it helps you produce solid organic growth year in and year out. Now there's four steps to making sure that we're maximizing our clients and our relationships. It's my four-step model. And, it, and think of a four-legged stool. 
Uh, leg one is about acquisition. That's acquiring clients, new clients on a regular basis, preferably by referral. Second leg is developing the clients. That's getting to know them, um, developing their needs, uh, cross-selling, upselling. The third leg is retaining. Make sure of 100% retention of our top 20% of our clients. And the fourth leg is leveraging. We're leveraging those clients for new ones, which takes us right back to the top, the first leg, which is acquisition. But you can't do that if you don't have full-time clients, or it's difficult to do it with, without having full-time clients. Now, I was re recently reading the Vero Insurance uh, SME Index here in Australia. They produce it on a regular basis. I was reading the uh, annual summary. And what it highlighted to me was the thing that stood out was that many SME buyers today are using brokers and buying themselves, going direct, which means that just about in every portfolio out there in general insurance, there's part-time clients. And the survey went down further. 40% of those people that are buying directly decide to do it themselves, DIYs. 33% do it because they feel it's cheaper. They think using an advisor is more expensive. It's too expensive. And 30% simply don't want to use a middleman at all. And 50% handle their own affairs without taking the advice at all. This is within our realm of responsibility to educate our clients, educate the market along the way. So how do you go about developing full-time clients? How do you, with this index is saying, how can you counter that? Well, firstly, you need to have a sales process. And this is a, a process with many steps, not simply uh, quote and renew, and that's it, you don't see the client again. It needs a multi-step process along the way where you're continually advising, updating, reviewing. Second thing is making sure we're partnering with our clients, partnering with them on our process, partnering them on the service model they have. You know, one of the key things to ask every client each year is what is it that you expect from me? What type of service you need from us or from our firm this year? Um, and outline that for them. The third step you can do to creating full-time clients is get to know your clients. Don't simply know them from a transactional point of view. Uh, get to know their hobbies, their background, their relationships. Do they have a spouse or a partner? How many children they have? When's the anniversary date? What they do before they, prior to entering the business they're currently in? Um, does the partner or spouse work outside the home? Are, there, are they on any other boards? You know, there's about 99 questions, 99 things we need to know about our, we should know about our clients. And this helps you get to know them better. And the more you know, about a client, the more options you have of being of service and value to them. This, the next way is to make sure that you're continually upgrading your services. Don't just simply roll out the same services each year. And by having a well-defined process, that enables you, that makes it easy for you to uh, upgrade your services, add new things to your existing services along the way. And the final area is to um, give good advice yourself, um, add value. And the way, best way to do that is by referral. So for instance, 
we love getting referrals from our clients, but how often are you referring business to your top clients? Or arranging introductions for your clients to meet each other? Because you know, a good portfolio is gonna have a lot of expertise on there that some of your other top 20% of your clients could value and use also. And run events um, within your organization that brings people together, networking events, your own networking proprietary event that you can hold and offer to do introductions. And when you get these things all right, right, referrals, introductions, your events, you have a proprietary marketing system that's truly unique in yours. That's something that no one else can duplicate. See, there's a danger of not having full-time clients. There's a danger when a client has other relationships or using other advisors, um, you're leaving the door open. You're leaving the door open for someone else to come in and educate them. You're also leaving money on the table. There might be unrecognized needs that because the client's not taking advice, they haven't thought of before and you're leaving them exposed. So take the time to develop your client relationships and focus on them. 100% market share with your existing clients is possible and well within your control. You control the relationship. You just need a process to make sure that you're doing it right and capturing that. You see, your top clients need help. They need your advice. And the good thing is when you sell to an existing client, when you add on new services to an existing client, you have zero acquisition costs. You're not having to advertise, you're not having to market, you're doing business with people that you already like. And that, my friend, is the fastest way to add to your bottom line and produce superior organic growth. I'm Clifton Warren. Thanks for listening.